What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. Today's Acolyte question, one of the last that we'll be uh, regularly posting YouTube. Uh, from now on, uh, well, this is probably like one more video that we're going to be doing. But from now on, we're going to be uh, posting uh, them in the actual Acolyte members area. And some of the ones that are posted uh, in the... Uh, uh, Acolyte members area will be selected based on the quality of the question being asked to actually be uh, posted uh, on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. Reason why is because there's a lot of competition right now for Acolyte videos. I think we have about 80 plus of them in the queue right now and I'm going to be uh, going through those questions one by one but not every question uh, is a quality question that should actually make it into a um, into a full-on uh, podcast uh, episode, or at least be shared, you know, uh, with uh, the wider audience. Also, some questions, as we learned recently, the most recent cutting edge that we did was actually an Acolyte question, so sometimes we'll be turning Acolyte questions into full-on episodes for Cognitive Mechanics for Season 18, as well as the Cutting Edge podcast as well. We're going to be covering those bases there. If the question is deep enough or meaningful enough to actually do that, we're going to be extending on that going further. So, yeah. And also, in the comments below, if you guys want, um, if you're asking a question, if you want your name, shout, shout it out uh, for the questions. Leave a comment below to let us know that uh, so we can uh, consider giving shout outs. If you guys want shout outs, great. Just some people don't want their questions uh, shouted out or like who, like as the, as the question asker. So we're not really sure about that because a lot of these questions are extremely personal. So it's just kind of just something that we've been toying with a little bit. But if someone wants that, you know, maybe we might put it on the t intake form. Hey, yes, I would like to receive a shout out or no, please keep this private. We might add that onto the intake form. So members of the team that are watching this, uh, please consider that. Please update the intake form so that we know uh, what our Acolyte members are actually wanting, if they do want to get shout out or if they do not want their question shout out when that actually happens. So keep us updated. So yeah. But regardless, happy to be here and uh, happy to have this question uh, this question, uh, I don't exactly know uh, who asked this question, but I do know uh, some ISFPs in my life who are close to me, and you know who you are, uh, that uh, this question absolutely uh, pertains to you. So, very important, very important. And this basically, and I, and I think this goes for ISFP women and men, even though this question was actually asked from the perspective of ISFP women. So I will answer it from that perspective of an ISFP woman, etc. Also today, Cigar, Laranja, Asalejo, my favorite, my absolute favorite. The blueberry notes, the flavor is just unbelievable. Nice and balanced, and I've gotten more comments about this particular Espinosa stick than I've gotten any more than any other comment out there. Although uh, the La Roma de Cuba Pasiones are amazing with the graham cracker and butter notes, but uh, the blueberry notes of the Azulejo is 
it's just exquisite. It's, it's really exquisite. So for those of you that are smoking along with me, uh, I, recommend, uh, I recommend this particular stick, absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, be that as it may, today's question. How can an ISFP woman tell if she is being gaslit or manipulated or have the world pull over her eyes due to extrovert intuition trickster or if someone actually has her best interests in mind? What an amazing question, a deeper question, an important question because it's very relevant. This is a question relating to expert intuition trickster which is unaware of long-term consequences because ISFPs can see the immediate reactions. And ISFP women are really, really great at perceptive capability, but what they really struggle with is decision-making. Oftentimes they do a lot of over, overthinking. Their TI demon actually has a tendency, especially if they're UDUF, they can end up gaslighting themselves, right? And overthinking things. And then when it finally, finally comes time where they're desperate to actually speak out or speak up about what's actually bothering them, and they do, they realize that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be, that they were just overthinking, right? That's one way of seeing it, one consequence. But another consequence is the bad consequence where they have expert intuition trickster. They're not aware of long-term consequences. They're not aware of anyone else's potential agenda that could be actually against them, which means they're not really aware that they could actually be gaslit, they could actually be uh, could actually uh, end up being manipulated or taken advantage of. And especially in the context of relationships, which I believe is what this context of this question is being asked, you know, that, you know, in terms of an ISFP woman, that could be like a big problem. But what if it's an ISFP man? What if? Like, what context could be negatively impacting ISFP? Remember, ISFPs are greed types, and greed types, ENTJs, ISFPs, these two types are really into entrepreneurship or almost always end up being in entrepreneurship uh, positions or roles later in life, especially as they develop their ENTJ subconscious. So it's like, hey, should I actually accept this person as a business partner or should I take venture capital money? What's their angle? What's their agenda? At least they're interest-based so they can kind of weigh things out with their FI hero, but still it ends up being a problem. From an ISTP perspective, who also has uh, expert intuition trickster, I have seen ENFPs present themselves as potential business partners and utilizing their own depravity and completely taking advantage, if not even taking over entrepreneurship-related ventures created by ISTPs and completely taking advantage of them. It's like, it's serious, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, this is a huge risk. This actually happens on a regular basis. And that's sad. It's very sad. It's sad that that happens, but it happens because of expert intuition trickster. At least the ISFP has the FI hero and can weigh things out to see if a deal or whatnot is actually valuable to them. But in the context of relationships with women, it becomes that much harder, much harder. Because, for example... If you give multiple men to a woman, she will choose. If you give multiple women to a man, he will play, right? There's a difference, right? And oftentimes, ISFP women really have a hard time choosing who they're going to be in a sexual relationship with because 
they're not entirely sure if they're just going to be used. They don't know if they're going to be pump and dump. They don't know what the outcome is. And that's really what's fueling the, uh, the reason why this question is being asked in the first place because it's like, how can I as an ISFP get that favorable act, uh, outcome in a sexual relationship where I know that I'm not going to be taken advantage? And that's really hard. So it really comes down to is what kind of character does this particular man have? You know, is he, is he giving for the sake of giving? Is he sharing himself with you on a regular basis? How much about himself is he talking uh, with you? Is he giving you, um, is he telling you what's going on in his day? Is he, like, how much of himself is he actually sharing? Is he willing to give to you with, uh, for the sake of giving and not necessarily expecting something in return? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that actually happening? Is that actually happening? But they don't know. They have no idea. So it really comes down to like one thing and one thing only. As an ISFP, especially an ISFP woman, you cannot judge somebody by their words. You have to judge them by their actions. You really have to. It's especially hard because ISFPs are really, really sensitive to uh, the love language known as words of affirmation. They really like words of affirmation. They really like praise. They like it when other people think highly of them. It's really important to them. And anyone who preys upon that aspect of their persona, of their personality, of their soul basically, they can find themselves, you know, basically at the, at the mercy of a sweet talker instead of actually someone who means business, instead of someone who actually is a man, for example, who's actually willing to commit. Because women control access to sexuality, but men control access to commitment. Especially the higher value men. Because the higher value men out there will not necessarily, the higher value men out there will not necessarily, like, it, it, it's really hard for them to commit because they have a lot to lose. Perhaps they have a business that they're trying to protect. You know, legal marriage can destroy a man, for example. So male commitment is actually so much harder to secure, especially from an outcome-focused ISFP woman perspective. ISFP women always, you know, focus on the outcome. It's like, okay, am I going to secure his commitment or not? You know, they just, they just really don't know. So really, the answer to this question is, the answer, like the why, the, the original answer is judge a man by his actions or judge the business partner by their actions. How much effort are they actually putting in? How much effort is this person putting in, this business partner or potentially this sexual partner, how much effort are they willing to put in compared to the others? That's really what it comes down to. You don't necessarily want to judge them by their words, you want to judge them by their actions, right? However, if the ISFP woman in question has a tendency or a track record or a history of being fickle, that ends up becoming a huge problem. Being fickle, where they're constantly changing their mind or maybe they're overthinking or because they're overthinking or maybe they're not expressing as a woman, they're not expressing their needs, emotions, desires and problems to a man, right? They need to be able to do that. If they're not even expressing to begin with, that causes them to overthink, 
And then because of that, they end up becoming very thick, fickle. They end up changing their mind, especially at the last minute. And they don't actually uh, take that leap of faith that they need to take within their relationships. And that, and that can make SI user men, for example, very uncomfortable. It can make them very uncomfortable. It's like, okay, why should I commit to this person who's actually really fickle? In reality is it's just the woman selling herself short because she's not, she doesn't believe that she's valuable enough or worth or her feelings don't matter enough or maybe her feelings, she's been conditioned to believe that her feelings are a burden on men basically. So she ends up not saying anything which causes her to overthink, which causes her to be fickle, right? And that's just not going to work. Especially, especially if the ISFP woman in question is not a virgin. Especially if she's not a virgin, because here's, here's one fundamental truth that I actually learned in the uh, red pill circles, and it's actually posted recently, um, I think it was on, um, it's actually on the Fresh and Fit podcast where this was actually discussed. But basically, it's a, it's a principle that men should be living by, which is never wait for used box. What that basically means is, is that if a woman has a large uh, sexual history where her body count's pretty high, don't wait around for that. You can wait around for a virgin or you can wait around for a woman that has had one or two sexual partners, basically, uh, because of statistics. But any woman who has three or more partners, it, it, there's no point in waiting. There's no point. So it's more, the onus is more on her to actually prove herself to the man, which means she needs to not be fickle, which means she has to express needs, emotions, desires, and problems and stop assuming with TI Demon that her feelings don't matter, that her feelings are a burden, basically, right? But at the same time, she has to be judging the man by his actions. Same thing goes with a business partner. Same thing goes. You have to judge people by their actions, not their intentions, because you can't even see their intentions to begin with. So you can only really judge people by their actions. And don't allow them to be the sweet talker who's able to prey upon words of affirmation, basically that love language that they love to receive because ISFPs love giving gifts, but they love receiving words of affirmation. They absolutely love it. They get off on it big time. So they're very sensitive to words. They're very weak to sweet talkers, right? But you got to get to a point where it's like, oh, this guy is a sweet talker, but is he actually going to walk the walk instead of just talk the talk? Because talk is cheap. And this is something that ISTPs, especially ISTP women, Basically, they kind of have that nailed down. They pretty do. In general, they usually have that nailed down. Like in general, I've noticed, if we were to compare ISTP women to ISFP women, they kind of generally do have that nailed down. But an ISFP woman, not so much. Because why is that? Because even ISTP women, they don't really say, I love you that much. They like to prove their love through actions because actions have all the value, right? And it's all about training the FI hero of the ISFP woman to start to value actual concrete action more so than words. That is the difference. That is where all of the meaning is, right? That is the lesson that they have to learn. It's very, very important. In fact, it's probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing to an ISFP woman to do especially when it comes to her making her choice. It's like, okay, this man is gonna be the man that I want. This is the man that I'm gonna allow myself to get attached to, form a bond with. This is the man who's going to be the father of my children. This is the man that I trust, basically. 
Again, it all comes down to actions above words. Is he putting in the acts of service? Is he putting in the contribution? Is he putting in the effort? Is he proving it with his actions? Is he giving for the sake of giving? Or is he giving to get? And it's so interesting because they're not really that aware of it. Their golden pair is the ESFJ. And the ESFJ is the virtue and vice of caregiving versus caretaking. We talk about this in the season seven playlist, which is very important. Very important. We'll talk about the season seven playlist. Because caregiving is giving for the sake of giving. Caretaking is giving to get. It's giving so that you can get something in return, right? It's very transactional. Yeah, ISFPs, out of all the 16 types, let's be honest, them and ENTJs, because they're greed types, they're the most transactional. They're the most transactional. And that ends up becoming a huge problem over time, like a really big problem. And men, men pick up on that. It's like, oh, she's being fickle. She's being transactional. Why should I commit to someone like that? Why should I make a woman like that the mother of my children, basically? Because then this is where you get, where you get terminology, especially in relationships called put out or get out, right? Or you get the don't wait around for used box, basically. So oftentimes when ISFP women give themselves to many men, they find themselves basically in the ditch. They find themselves in that situation because men pick up on that instinctually. Just naturally, they'll pick up on that. Because that man will be like, okay, this is a lower value woman. I'm not going to wait around for a lower value woman. That lower value woman is going to have to prove to me that she is worth my commitment. She is worth my investment as a result. And then sometimes when men pick up on that, they're like, okay, she's in a weaker position, so then I could actually get away with sweet talking her and I don't have to put in as much effort. So it ends up becoming a balance. It ends up becoming this equilibrium. But if you just train the FI hero to value the actions more so than the words, then that's what matters. Here's the thing though. ISFP women, for example, end up in relationships, usually with ISTJs, especially in their youth. Why? Because they're extroverted thinking and fury is looking for status. ISTJs end up looking like they have a lot of status, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they actually do have that status. And the ISTJs leverage that status or that shared status with the ISFP woman, which means the ISTJ is more about words instead of actual action and can actually end up sweet talking the ISFP woman into getting with them. And it's like, well, I don't necessarily have to commit to her because she's of lower value, you see? And the ISFP woman is just not aware of these consequences, these any trickster consequences of how she has lowered and reduced her value over time by racking up so like a high body count because having a high body count as a woman actually inhibits her ability to pair bond. It inhibits her ability. She's more likely to cheat. She's more likely to uh, divorce you basically. And men pick up on that. And so thus it's really hard for them to actually secure commitment from a man because she's in that situation because hopefully an amazing man comes along in her life who has a perspective of, you know, the bridegroom presents his bride to himself without stain or blemish. Basically, he is forgiving her of her uh, sexual past. But even then, it always has that possibility in the back of his head, oh, she'll probably divorce me, or hey, she's more likely statistically divorce me. Hey, she's more likely to, um, to cheat on me, basically, right? Which is absolutely a risk. I mean, it's happened to me twice. 
both, you know, so, and, and given, given that that has happened to me twice, you know, it, it makes books like Myron Gaines's uh, book uh, they re released recently, Women Deserve Less, which I highly recommend everyone reads that book because it just is the real, real painful truth of uh, relationships within this uh, reality that we, uh, that we have now, but doesn't actually offer much in terms of solutions. And that's what the red pill does a great job of, identifying the problem, but not providing enough solutions. And the solutions that need to be provided, that, that comes from Zach Rohde. His books, uh, Don't Let Her Lead, Worthy Woman, Irresistibly Feminine, and Show Him Your Heart, right? However, as I said previously, if an ISFP woman is not showing her heart, well, guess what? She's gonna overthink because she's not communicating, and then she's gonna become fickle, and then she's gonna end up increasing that reputation of uh, someone who is low value and not worth actually committing to, which is also another problem. So anyway, folks, the bottom line is this. Judge men by actions. Judge people by their actions. If they're gaslighting you, it's not necessarily that they're gaslighting you, it's that you're just very sensitive to sweet talkers. You're just very sensitive to words of affirmation. Look at actions of affirmation. Look at that instead. Look at the acts of service. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the actual concrete actions at the end of the day. And I promise you, you'll be way more successful in your life. So, anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening. Like and subscribe. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.